What is happening, sports fans? Thank you very much for checking in with SD Prep Insider. Christian Pedersen back here, uh, beating the heat by staying indoors and uh, getting to talk to football players all summer long. Um, we've got Gunnar Gray, quarterback from University City, joining us on the Blast Radius Coffee Hotline. Gunnar, I'm just going to be honest with everybody. We had a little bit of technical issues uh, here, so we'll recap the uh, the first two minutes of, of this interview that we did not get around to the first time. Um, Fourth of July was great. Yep. Mom makes awesome. amazing potatoes or uh, amazing macaroni salad. Macaroni salad, yes. Uh, that is part of the key to throwing for 3,700 yards. <laughs> uh, you are just a pocket passer quarterback. Yes, sir. You were just going to tell us, though, about uh, Coach Price keeping you potentially in a little bit of a bubble in practice uh, to uh, yeah. to to not let you get hurt. Yeah, so during our um, defensive period when we go scout offense, I always try to play like a little bit of receiver just to get my legs like warmed up and stuff. But as soon as I catch the ball, Coach always wants me to get out because like, he doesn't want me to make any moves or anything, try and get around anyone because he doesn't want me to get hurt. And it's pretty funny because he's always like getting on me about like trying to do other stuff and like he wants me to be safe. Do you have the moves though? What is it a spin or is it a left right juke? Is it a stiff arm? What is the go to move to break that tackle in the secondary? It's usually just one cut. I'm trying to get like around the DV and then just trying to get out to the sideline because I'm not trying to take any other hits. Now you have been on varsity since freshman year. Has that yes, has that uh, safety net kind of expanded? Like, were you doing kind of all that stuff freshman year? Because you were one of four guys to take snaps at quarterback. Yeah. You uh, ended up uh, playing in six games. Mostly Keys Van Dalen was the uh, quarterback at that point. Casey yeah. Granfor is actually getting a lot of snaps at, at QB. So it was a, it was a weird mm-hmm. thing your, your freshman year. Were you were you still only a quarterback only, or were you doing a little bit of everything freshman year? Yeah, I was still a quarterback only. I, basically, my freshman year, I was kind of like learning what the varsity like speed is like and um, just getting like experience on varsity. And I actually played in a couple games at the end of towards the end of the season. Um, the starter Keith got hurt during one of our games, and Casey took most of the reps. And he, we actually moved him to wide receiver in our last playoff game, the one that we lost to Southwest El Centro. And I played towards the end of the fourth quarter in that game, and I threw a touchdown, and that was my second touchdown on varsity. And I was, I mean, it felt great because it was my it was my first playoff game ever on varsity, and I actually felt like I made an impact. Let's go one touchdown back. What was the first walk us? I'm assuming it's burned into your memory. The first varsity yeah. touchdown. Walk us through it. Yeah, um, it was a hammer call. So it was a it was like a smash route, and I threw the corner to Casey, and of course he's going to catch it. I mean, he catches everything I throw to him. My freshman year, we were playing Hoover, and we were up by a lot. It was it was like towards the second half, and I finally got my chance, and it was just a great play by both Casey and everyone else on the team. Now, I, I, you mentioned the smash route. Do you remember the – are you one of those quarterbacks that has sort of that, like, not photogenic memory, but you can sort of walk through, you know, two years later, oh, I remember this game we used, you know, Y35 dive, <laughs> one banana on on a team like that? I mean, is 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 football that deeply ingrained in your psyche? Um, Not really. I think that was just, like, one play that I, like, really remember because it was, like, my first touchdown and – I think there's a, a couple certain games that I could recall, like what we did and like plays that we scored on, but that one was just like really special to me, and it, like it's kind of like engraved into my memory. Is there one play from high school that you just love so much that you want to you, you you run it enough that you probably think I'll remember that specific 
mm. play call. Like for me it, from high school, it was uh, it was a it was a twenty eight dive just because we ran so many you know just right off the right tackle that I can remember the whole pro right on yeah. Packer green block twenty eight dive. I can remember that play call really like so drilled into my mind because that I mean that was that was when I got the ball that's when I ran right so is, yeah. there, is there one of those that you're like oh man I can remember that I'm gonna remember that specific route combo I'm trying to think um there was one really big play that we made last year uh it was our playoff game against Christian and um I threw the ball it was, I think it was it's our play is called uh rip 600 Tesla and it's pretty much as all goes and um I threw that. I threw it up to Casey, and he caught it like one-handed, but it like bounced around him, and it, it was like a super weird catch. But he and he still made it with one hand, which was like the craziest thing. It got um, someone was taking a video, and it was like the East County play of the week or something like that. And it, it was just like an amazing catch that I've never seen before, and it was just like awesome because it, that play actually took the lead for the game, and it was it was really fun. So uh, both Gunnar and I have used the name Casey a couple of times. Just for reference, Casey Grandfors uh, graduated last year. He was a wide receiver. Yeah, he was a tight end masquerading as a wide receiver. Uh, it's six yeah. four, two oh five, had hops, all sorts of a, like quarterbacks' dream target. Gunnar, you you talk about freshman year. You said you you were sort of getting used to the speed of the game. Mm-hmm. It seemed like you got used to the speed of the game really quickly because sophomore year you show up, you take the reins, you throw for twenty seven hundred yards and thirty one yeah. touchdowns, only seven interceptions. Then junior year it gets even better. You throw for thirty seven hundred yards. So, mm-hmm. it, what clicked? When did it click? How did it click? Did because I mean, it feels like there was a pretty short learning curve for you in the in the sense of you know you didn't really have any sort of down period becoming a varsity quarterback yeah Yeah, well I think that first freshman year on varsity really um like helped me develop my game and uh get used to like the speed of varsity because if I didn't really have that then I would have my my sophomore year would have been kind of like my freshman year I still would have been learning but that first year of varsity on freshman really got me like up to speed and like I learned all my playbook we kept the same or sorry we didn't keep the keep the same coach but we kept all the same plays and it was like it was just pretty much what I've already learned from my freshman year to my sophomore year. So it was pretty much like all that we've been doing throughout that whole year. I'm looking online right now at your 24 seven profile and you've got your team Mikasi shirt on. I want to yeah. ask you about this because you've been doing, is this your first summer with them or have you done seven on seven with them two years now? I've done seven on seven with them two years, two years. My, so last year was my second year. Seven on seven as a legitimate full, competitive, organized, big thing, mm-hmm. kind of a, a more recent development, maybe last five years. Uh, it, it's been a thing in football for a while, but not as competitive and legitimate and organized as it has in the, in recent generations. So you competing with Team Mikasi, they are considered one of the the upper echelon groups here in, yeah. in San Diego. Is that a big credit to, to keeping you at game speed, game shape? Because I'm assuming as a quarterback – you really are the player that benefits the most from seven mm-hmm. on seven. Yeah, I really think it has because we play in a lower division during the regular season. And when I go up to the team Mikasi, we play against like all the best athletes from LA, San Diego, all those guys. So it really gets me like my name out there. And it's like, I really understand how, what it takes to like get to the next level because I see all those kind of players. I, I play with um, like Dale Sean and Keontae Springs and all those guys. And they're really like helpful because they 
they've played at that level like the division one and all that kind of stuff and i think that really helps me get better to when i'm like playing at the division three level with my team well, and, and you mentioned the the LA and, and the Southern Section slash Orange County Riverside teams. Yeah, T- tell the people about you know the San Diego listeners and fans because I think for as much as you know, I'm supposed to be this pro San Diego, we're a San Diego show, we're mm-hmm. San Diego Homer. I think that there's a, a little bit of a we, we live in a bubble and kind of deny the fact that we're not as big of a football city and not as really elite at football as the orange County and LA teams are because you go up there and you see teams that will be Alabama, Cal, USC, Stanford, like it'll beat all of those guys on one squad. So, you know, even taking a loss to a team like that, do you, do you feel like bringing it back to San Diego being like, okay, that's really where the bar is set helps you out yeah. more than just, oh, we're going to play here in San Diego. We're going to run up the score. We're going to score a bunch of touchdowns yeah. feel good about ourselves. Yeah, that does really help because, it I mean, it puts it into perspective, like, how good you really need to be because those guys have all really got it made. They're going to, like, Alabama, like what you said, Stanford and all those schools. And when we take it back to, like, San Diego, we're, we're, we're a pretty good team in San Diego, but it's nothing like up there where they're all offered and, like, almost all 11 players on the field are going to the next level. Now, you mentioned going to the next level. You just recently mm-hmm. received an offer from Southwest Minnesota State. That is the first yes. offer, correct? Yes, sir. How'd that feel? What was that story? It was amazing. It was amazing. Um, I got a text on Twitter, and the coach was telling me to call him, and I, I was really excited when he texted me that because I kind of had a feeling that something was going to happen. And he talked to me, talked to me about the school, and he eventually told me that yeah, I have an offer from that school. And I, I'm really excited because it finally gets like, it um, shows that my work is like paid off and I finally got up to the next level. So you mentioned something interesting there. He hit you up on Twitter. Had you interacted yeah. with this coach on Twitter? Had you followed him? Had he followed you? How, how did that go down? Uh, no, I haven't followed him. He hit me up just out of the blue. It was after the US, USD tournament and um, I just checked on my DMs and it, it was just there and he told me to hit, call him. So, of course I'm going to call him. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I think that that's kind of an interesting point. We were talking with Delshawn Trailer uh, from Helix mm-hmm. earlier this week, and he said that for him, in, in, in his experience of recruiting, the the biggest jumpstart, spark, change in the game was just that he started looking on Twitter, finding coaches, finding programs, and either just following them or DMing them, seeing who was yeah. following his friends. And I, I mean, would you, if you were speaking either to, to Gunner from two or three years ago or just to any kid, parent, anyone out there listening right now who is eighth grade, seventh grade, freshman year, sophomore year, just in the starting process of this, how important would you say it is to be your own best ally on social media and, and take yeah. the, the route of, we got to get after coaches right here, right now on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, it's really important because that's their main, I think that's their main way of recruiting because they get all the people from Twitter. They look at what you're saying. They look at, and you can look at what they're saying as well. Like you have to make sure that the school that you want to go to is the right fit for you. You don't want to go to some school that's like, that doesn't fit you. And I think it's really important to check what everyone's doing on Twitter. And like, you want to follow and hit up everyone that you possibly can because 
then you get your name out to them and they get to watch your film and stuff like that. At the same time, though, are you even still really allowed to use, not allowed, maybe that might be too serious of a word, but do you do you self-monitor and have to keep things back on social media where you're like, man, I really wish I could retweet that or go out and say something like that? Do you, do you find yeah, yourself think, having to be like, ah, I just, I can't do that? Yeah, I think so. There's sometimes when it's like, you're like talking over Twitter about some other team and stuff like that. And it's just, you have to, you have to maintain your like calm. You don't want to have to, you don't want to put yourself out there as like a bad image and let other coaches see that. And well, I, I, give, that, I give, I give kids today I, and I, I say the word kids and it, it feels I'm only 28, but it feels like I can't call myself a kid, quote unquote, yeah. anymore. But I give I give everyone so much credit in, in the world they, that you guys grow up in today. Of you know, when I was in, in high school and playing football, and kind of the generation between us too, you you didn't really know the guys on the other team. You didn't have much exposure yeah, to no. the running back from this school or the mm-hmm. defensive lineman mm-hmm. from that school. Now people can find you on Twitter and be like. Yeah. Yo, you know, uh, uh, commenting on the Instagram results from you know the week before of oh that that offense is weak. We're gonna shut you down this week, or you know oh yeah. that you know why you this why you that. I mean, even in like the top ten rankings, we see so much negativity thrown around yeah. at this team, that uh-huh. team, and the other. So for a lot of you guys to just be quiet about it and be like, you know what, I see it, but I'm not gonna get involved in it. I'm not gonna say anything about it. I, I give mm-hmm. you guys a ton of credit for that. Yeah. And I think it puts a chip on your shoulder too as well because maybe your team doesn't get like ranked in a top 10 or something like that and you want your team to be in there. So maybe next week you like push yourself harder and maybe actually get yourself up on that top 10. And yeah. So you guys, I'm, 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 now I'm looking over at the Twitter profile pic and this uh, for the listeners, I apologize. I'm doing a very mediocre job uh, at talking visual on an audio medium, but you got you got the uh, the U-City baby blue, white jerseys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys got those. You guys last year debuted the black ones mm-hmm. that say the mm-hmm. city. In general, do you think, are you willing to go out and make the claim that University City has the best jersey game in San Diego? Of course. Of course. Nobody can match with that baby blue color. I mean, that's such a great color. And, and the blacks do it. It makes it um, with the light blue or the baby blue on the black. It just It's such a good like blend. I love those jerseys. Now, which ones do do you have a favorite of all the different combos? Ah, I'm not sure. I want to say the blacks, but that would be like the the normal answer because they're brand new. But I really like our um, when we wear our white pants with our blue jerseys, the tops. That it's like because it's not all white. Where I mean, everybody likes the all white, but I really like that white pants with blue jerseys. And going U-City or the Centurion logo on the side of the helmet? Uh, um, I really like our old Centurion logo. We wore that our freshman year, but we switched to U-City, and I, I've started. I, that's really grown on me, and I really like that U-City logo. I was going to say, I'm probably actually having to have you know the, the pick-your-favorite-child debate right now, so I'm, I'm putting you in a weird spot. I apologize for yeah. that. No, uh, that's good. Let, let's shift it up entirely. Uh, you had mentioned at the beginning of this, mom's macaroni salad Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. what is or is there a pre-game day of game night before game meal ritual routine i know that football players not always as superstitious as other athletes but is there a specific you know i Mm -hmm. gotta have this that or the other on game day uh well our boosters actually provide um 
a pregame meal before a game. So we get like we go into our football team meeting room right before our game, and we either get uh, pickup sticks, the orange chicken and rice, or um, Jersey Mike sandwiches. And those are pretty much we just rotate with those two, and those are where we eat every game before or every every game every every time before the game we always eat those. And uh, I think that's that's like pretty much my pregame routine all right so let me see we're going i'm, I'm on the 2018 uh schedule right now i'm gonna see if i can mm-hmm. figure out which games were jersey mike's games and which games yeah. were pickup sticks games um, we do two we do two we do pick two pickup sticks and then we do one jersey mike so it goes two and then one uh i'm gonna say that putting up 56 on mission bay was a pickup sticks game uh, uh but i'm just kidding <laughs> um <laughs> Okay, so let, let, let's break entirely from football for a second, and let's let the people out there get to know you a little bit. I got a couple of yeah. questions lined up for you here. Mm-hmm. Number one, what is the most recent series that Gunner Gray has binged? Um, I can't. What is it? It's um, I'm trying to think what it is. I can't remember the name of it. It's on Hulu. It's, it's on uh, Netflix. Just a general description Netflix. of it. We we can figure Netflix. this out together. Uh-huh. I, I'm blanking right now. I can't remember. It's um, it's the one. What is it? I I can't remember right now. Deal. Um, obviously not that memorable of a show. Then uh, no, so no. I I'm not I'm not that much of a show watcher. I usually just watch like YouTube and stuff like that. Well, then okay. So then what what's what's the channel on YouTube? Are you? I mean, I, please tell me you're not just watching football highlights all the time. Or are you that guy? No, okay. no, no, no. No, uh, I, my favorite guy. His name is Cody Co. He's a he's like a vlogger kind of guy, and he he's just kind of like relatable to me. Okay, it's, it's fun to watch him. Yeah, uh, give us a couple of sample tracks that are in Gunner Gray's headphones before a game. Uh, um, a couple artists, couple which is what type of music? What are you listening to? Uh, I I like to listen to rap because uh, that's pretty much what our team what our team likes and we all listen to uh, one speaker before the game. We're all in the, when we're in the locker room. Someone usually plays it and it's pretty much just rap and kind of like we're getting up like prepared for our game and getting like excited for it. Um, usually we'll play some like Migos and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, pretty much that. What video game is Gunner Gray the best at? Definitely, it's it's a game called Apex. It's um, it's like it's like a little bit like Fortnite, but it's more realistic. If you were not playing football, if you weren't doing sports, or you know, I'll just we'll ask it to this: If you weren't playing football, what would you be dedicating yourself to? Hmm. Um. I'm not sure. Probably. I don't know. Probably. Probably another sport. To be honest, is there a hidden talent I, in there somewhere? Um, no, not really. Okay. I can't even think of anything. Hey, you know what? If, if, if you're a football guy, I respect that. Yeah, I love I that. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much all I do. You know, some guys football. are like, oh, you know, I was, was, was real nice at basketball back in the day. Uh, I've yeah. had a couple people I, claim that their little league home runs translate into, they would be major league baseball players right now. No, <laughs> definitely not that, but I play basketball as well. It's kind of just like a side hobby with me. Like, all our football team pretty much goes and we, we have a little court by my apartment and um, we all play there during like our two-a-day practices. 
and that's pretty pretty fun for me. So wait, on two-a-day practices, you still have energy to go play basketball? <laughs> yeah, so our first one is like usually like a conditioning, and then we go and shoot some hoops and just kind of stuff like that. Well, you really are a quarterback. Yeah. If, if I'm assuming because everyone else is moving yeah. a little bit slower than you, yeah, so you're no, able to put yeah. up the big numbers. I, I'm, I'm the one scoring. <laughs> so at University City, um, you know you have been there all four years, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so sure. at University City, all four years, you see a lot of other teams in San Diego right now have a lot of guys coming and going, transferring here, there, and yeah. the other. What was your decision to stay there all four years? What, what was the mindset? Um, I really wanted to stay there because our coaches really like put my name out there and like they're really helpful for us. Like Coach Price is a really great coach and he's always been supportive of me and what I'm trying to do. Our offensive coordinator, Coach Pays, really helped me develop my game and get better towards the next level. Um, all my friends are at University City too, so I'm really close with them and I really want to have a great senior year with them. Yeah. So both your coaches, uh, Coach Price and Coach Tate, I want to get to uh, Coach Price first. Last mm-hmm. year during the La Jolla Country Day game, or I shouldn't say during, at the end of the La Jolla Country Day game, if I have it correct. Halftime. Uh, half-time. It was, oh, was it at halftime? Yeah. Okay, yeah. At, at halftime of the La Jolla Country Day game, yeah. goes over to the sideline, proposes to his girlfriend. <laughs> um, yeah. Did, did, did he even focus on the first half of that game what like like was he more nervous about doing that than a pregame speed like walk us through kind of did he tell you guys what was going to happen yeah so when we went into the um the locker room at halftime he gave us a little spiel about like what we need to do for the next the second half and then he told us kind of at the end just really like gingerly not really telling us but he's like but yeah so i'm gonna propose to my girlfriend after or right at halftime, I need you guys to all be quiet about it, though, and don't act like um, like we know. And then we all went out there, and we ran out to the sideline, and he went over to his girlfriend and proposed. And the he told the announcer before the game that he was going to do it, and he came down on the sideline and told everyone to like look at you, look at the um, look on the track. He's going to do it right now, and everyone was cheering. Like the whole stadium was really happy for him, and it was it was just like a great moment for the whole school. I mean, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty power move. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, and really then, power. And then you your your other coach, uh, Coach Tate. He he's, he he's officially offensive coordinator, correct? Yeah, yeah, he is. So he has had a a, a, a I mean a very storied career locally yeah. playing mm-hmm. uh, here, moving on to the college level. He's yeah. somebody that I would assume still very much a competitor. In, yes, in all is, facets yeah. of it. So so what's it like getting yeah. to be around a guy like that who has seen the highest levels of college football? I mean, he's so energetic on the field. Like, he still has all that. He's, he's trying to tell someone from one side of the field to do, like, a route. He'll, he'll run over there and tell him and show him how to do it. He's so energetic. He really wants to, like, have fun with the kids. He, he's relatable, too, because he's still at a young age, and he still knows what we all go through. And I think he's been, like, a really help, really helpful person to – our school and getting us up to the next level because he still has all the connections to the schools that he went to as well. So he really puts our name out there. And well, and for you personally, having a quarterback as your offensive coordinator probably connects nicely. Yeah, it does. He, he wants to like help me as well as help our team because he knows what I go through when I'm like looking at my reads and stuff like that. And he can help me when I'm, 
struggling with stuff like that. All right, we'll let you go. Uh, one final question, though. You, you had talked about wanting to have a good senior year. Just, mm-hmm. are, I, I, I promised you I wouldn't get into the nitty gritty of the of the football cliche yeah. and season, but I'll, I'll just ask you this: What are the personal goals for this senior year that you got? Uh, definitely win every game is possible. Uh, we want to take the season one by one, um, games one by one, and we want to win every week. We don't want to look ahead towards CIF or stuff like that. Uh, we're focused on week one right now. And week one will be, let me pull up the schedule right here for you guys. Uh, Valhalla. Valhalla. So you got a, you got a, yeah. a scrimmage against West Hills and then it opens week yeah. one at Valhalla. Bishops yep. at Mission Bay, Modern Day Catholic at Kearney, at Christian Home versus Point Loma, Mira Mesa, La Jolla, and then at Morse. Those are mm-hmm. the 10 games that you can catch Gunner this season. Thank you very much for joining us, man. This is awesome. Yeah, thank um, you for having me, Coach. I, I, I don't coach you, but deal. Um, all right, thank you. <laughs> no, it's all good. It happens to, to all of us. Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us here at SD Prep Insider. Gunner, where can they follow you on social media? Um, on Instagram, it's Gunner Gray with three N's, not two N's because two was taken. Um, Twitter is Gray Gunner. He is Gunner Gray. He is the quarterback for the University City Centurions. Go check him out this season. He might even break 4,000 yards passing through the air. Might even break 5,000, 10,000. Who knows? (laughs) You'll have to go see him under those Friday night lights. I am Christian Pedersen. The show is at SD Prep Insider. Thanks for checking in, sports fans, and we will talk to you soon.